Hello, my name's Steve. When Owen asked me to talk on Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible, I said, OK, if you would read it. But he's a genius, Owen. It was his idea to share the reading. I mean, there's something good, isn't there, about reading and hearing the words of the Bible? It's the church corporately sharing and declaring truth, and that's worship. So thank you everyone for joining together to read out this psalm. Psalm 119, it's huge. It's like looking at a vast panoramic view. God's word dominates this psalm. Out of the 176 verses, God's word and the related words, law, commands, statutes, decrees, precepts and promises are included 175 times. This made me think of the view from the top of the Clent Hills on a clear day. And there isn't a photograph that can do this justice, so I'll describe this view to you. You're on a high vantage point and you can see for miles and miles over a large area of land. The standout features for me are the other hills in the distance. They dominate my view. It's not a jumble of hills. They each stand out separately. In the south, you've got the Cotswolds. Then, working round, you've got the Malverns, the Abilies, the Clees, and finally, looking northwest, the Reekin. But maybe the hills don't stand out to you at all. They're just bumps in the landscape. Is that because you don't know them? I notice them because I've walked on them. I've got knowledge and experience of them, and I could tell you about each one. Just like the hills stand out in that view, let's now together cast our eyes and scan the view of Psalm 119. There's a lot to look at, so in this talk I can only cover some things that jumped out at me, and I've put them into three groups. First thing I'd like to point out is that God's word is good for us. And then, God's word keeps us on the right path. And finally, God's word saves us from danger. God's word is good for us. In this psalm, God repeatedly tells us that his word is beneficial for us. Straight away from the beginning, we can see that it's better for us to be obedient to God's word and passionately seek and follow him. Verses 1 to 3. Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. God himself is full of passion. He loves us so much that even though we rebel against him, he gave his one and only Son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus told us to be passionate in our relationship with God. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Jesus showed his obedience to his Father. He humbled himself and died an agonising death on a cross to pay the price for our rebellious ways. 
And Jesus calls us to follow his ways. So if we believe in Jesus, when we read and digest God's living and active word, it'll cause a change in us. Our knowledge of God and his character will increase. Our faith and our love will grow and we'll become more and more obedient and follow his ways. Please consider this and take it to heart. We're to love God and his word. God and his word are inseparable. And if you don't believe that Jesus died to pay the price for your sins, then my prayer is if, when you're listening to this talk, a seed will be planted in your life that'll cause you to eventually follow him. The writer of this psalm passionately loved God and his word. His words, love, delight, rejoice and joy, they're used 22 times in this psalm. Let's have a look at verse 47. I delight in your commands because I love them. Love and delight are intertwined. If love is the source of delight, then delight is an expression of love. And when you love something, you'll want to do it. It'll be in your thoughts and you'll delight in it. It'll cause your love to grow and you'll delight in it all the more. It's like making a snowball in your hands and then rolling it around in the snow. It'll increase in size, it gets bigger and bigger. What makes you love God and therefore delight in him? I know that God has changed my life forever. I was once far away from God. I didn't want anything to do with him. But little did I know that he was active in the background, sowing seed in my life. He was drawing me closer and closer to himself. One day on a mountain in Scotland, he decided to blow me off my feet. I called out to him and he helped me. I had to do something about it. I went to church and I just sat at the back. But soon I realised there was a barrier. How could I get to know God and be accepted by him because of all the bad things I had said, thought and done? His word tells us in Romans 5 that God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus paid the price for my sin on the cross. This was fantastic news for me. I could be accepted by God. For me, it was like coming home. That's why I love God. And I love his word because it tells me more about him. It's his voice. It's written down for us to read, to take to heart and to shape us into becoming more like Jesus. God is continuing his work in us through his word. Paul tells Timothy that the Holy Scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And as Peter says, for you are receiving, that's the present tense, receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Salvation's not a one-off event, it's an ongoing thing. He's an infinite God, he has infinite things for our good. And we'll discover them through his word. The Holy Spirit speaks to us through his word. It's not 
something to read once and put away on the bookshelf like a book or a novel. If God spoke, created and sustains all things by his powerful word, then we need to read it, think about it, talk about it and read it again. The psalmist's attitude to God's word is shown in verses 14 to 16. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. God's word's good for us. It's food for our souls. Verse 103 said, How sweet are your words to my taste. God has given us his words a gift. Let's not neglect it, but instead read and treasure it. And taking God's word in will have an effect on us. The beautiful verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Just imagine if we made the choice to read and fill our hearts up with God's word, what a difference it would make to our hearts and therefore what we say, think and do. Let's try putting this into action, not just for a little while and then stop, but for the rest of our lives. We will be tested in this and we'll fail on occasions, but I'm confident that by reading God's word, our love and our delight for him will grow and this battleness will eventually be won. And God's word is not just for ourselves. If we delight in God's word, we'll want to share it with other people. Verse 46 says, I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame. As a famous preacher once said, we cannot commend what we do not cherish. God's word keeps us on the right path. Some days you can go to the top of the mountain, the sun's out and the sky is blue and you can see for miles. The other hills, they stand out clearly. You can almost reach out and touch them. But there are days, well, it's cloudy and dull. You can't see the sun or the sky. You can only see a few metres, a grey misty wall in front of you. And you question yourself. Am I going the right way? Alarm bells begin to ring in your head. You need to use your map and compass and trust that they'll keep you on the right path. And it's just the same in everyday life. Some days we can't see past our present difficulties. We're worn down, confused and sad. We doubt and question ourselves. Life's experiences seem to want to rob us of our delight in God. Well, there's wisdom in this psalm. Remember God's word. It's his truth. Verse 52. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, and I find comfort in them. Verse 55. In the night I remember your name, O Lord, and I will keep your law. Verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I was once on a long walk with John, trying to find a point on the map, a barn called Potrig. It was just on the way to where we were going 
we were tired. The terrain was featureless. I couldn't find the path at all. I didn't know exactly where we were. We decided to take five minutes to rest and work it out with the map and compass. By taking the time to stop and carefully read the map, I knew where to go and we eventually got to our destination. Sometimes that's all we need to do. Hear the alarm bells, take a rest, refresh ourselves with God's word, trust in it, get the correct perspective on our situation, use his word to answer our confusion, sadness and doubt. God's provided the best map and compass ever. Look at what else happened to the psalmist. If you're experiencing any of these things at the moment, God provides hope for you. Are you feeling trapped? Verse 110 says, The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Or you may be, may be being mocked or taunted. Verse 41 and 42 say, May your unfailing love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I will answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Or if you're being despised, verse 141 says, Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts. Or if you're being wrongly accused, verse 69, Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I keep your precepts with all my heart. Or if persecuted, verse 86, All your commands are trustworthy, help me, for men persecute me without cause. Or are you just too busy and don't have time? Verse 36 and 37 say, Turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. It will be better for us to face these life experiences with God's word in us. This will demonstrate our faith and we will be a distinctive people for God. If you're not sure how or what to pray, then pray God's word back to him. Like in verse 18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. His word will breathe life back into your faith. He will strengthen you. God's word saves us from danger. In the mountains, the weather can change suddenly. One winter time, I was going up a beautiful Welsh mountain called Cadaridris. At the start of the day, the weather wasn't too bad and I didn't notice changing as quickly as I should have done. Within a short time, the snow on the ground, it was getting deeper. And as I approached the summit plateau, I couldn't make out the path at all. The top, it was completely covered in white cloud and mist. Very soon, it was a complete whiteout. I knew that I was in trouble then because there are big drops on either side. I had no point of reference. I couldn't tell whether I'd be walking on snow or over the edge. 
This isn't just a mountain experience. In life, we often ignore the warning signs and just carry on regardless. We can then become overwhelmed with anxiety. We can't see a way forward and just feel paralysed. We're scared and panic can grip us like a vice. We're lost and in danger of falling deeper into depression. What do we do? Look at what the writer of this psalm experienced. Verse 109, I constantly take my life in my hands. Verse 143, trouble and distress have come upon me. Verse 28, my soul is weary with sorrow. What does the psalmist do? Verse 109, I constantly take my life in my hands. I will not forget your law. Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands are my delight. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. We can be in danger, but our sure, certain and faithful rock is there to hold on to. God has provided his word to strengthen us and give us hope. You may have wandered away and think you are lost, but he has put something in you that is eternal, his word. Turn to him and his word and by his spirit he will rekindle your faith. We can put our trust in God's word because it's not one thing today and another tomorrow. It's eternal. It's just the same as its author. Verse 89. Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Verse 152. Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. God's word is there. It's always there for us. So in conclusion, in this view of Psalm 119, we've seen some of the standout features of God's word. God's word is good for us. It's good for others. It's our delight. It's our joy. It's our hope. It builds faith. It's food for our souls. It's our guide. It's our comfort. It's our strength. It's eternal. It keeps us on the right path. It saves us from danger. It's truth. It's sure and certain. It's his voice. It's a light. Please take time to read Psalm 119 for yourself. I recommend going through it slowly, pausing after each section. Meditate on it. There are many more things that will stand out to you. You might say that this psalm just says the same thing again and again, but I encourage you to look deeper. There are so many aspects of God's word in here. The psalmist well, he could see only a narrow view of God's word. But he was amazed and delighted in it. Our view is wider and it has higher definition because we can see more of God's story in the Bible. We can see Jesus, our Saviour, and what he has done for us. 
So we've got even more reasons to love and delight in God's word than the writer of this psalm. There are all sorts of ways you can receive God's word. If you're on the move these days, well, put you version on your phone. You get a verse each day. Take time out to read the Bible. Make notes as you read it. Even have it read to you by David Suchet on YouTube. I mean, what a voice. Read books about the Bible. Pray God's word. Ask him about it. Talk about it with someone who loves God. Knowledge of God's word is good, but it shouldn't be regarded as just information. Experience it at work in your life. Do you trust it? Are you obeying what you are reading? I want the glorious view of God's word to impact you so that you will say, wow. And must want to walk and explore the hills of the Bible. The Bible's really good. Please walk in it. Be inspired to discover its peaks and valleys for yourself. Go for it. If you disagree that God's word's good for you or that it doesn't have or hasn't had any impact on you, well, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Please leave me a message at hello at churchcentral.org.uk and I'll get back to you. Just going to finish off now with a prayer. Lord, May the delight in your word expressed in this psalm be contagious to us. May we meditate on your word. May we be like seaside rock. May your word be clearly seen all the way through us. May we turn to your word when we hear the alarm bells or if lost or if in danger. May your Holy Spirit blow on your word in us causing it to burst into flame and may it fuel our delight for your glory. Amen.